Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us this morning. But before we get into the word, we're going to take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for another opportunity to get into your word, Lord, to learn more about you, Lord, your character and your heart, Lord, to develop and have that culture within us, Lord, so that we could be the sons and daughters that you've asked us to be in you, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've sent to guide us into all truth and show us things to come, Lord, and to minister to us our needs, Lord, so that we're able to grow in you. We thank you for all the good things that you've done for us, Lord, and we praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Glad to have you with us. We're excited to get in or dive into the Word together, continuing our study of the book of Hebrews, both to grow and learn and become more like our Lord and Savior, but also to develop what the Lord has called us to do at this time, which is develop this unshakable faith. So this morning, we are moving forward in Hebrews chapter 13, to cover verses 7 through 17. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, promise. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which are profited by those who have been occupied by them. Sorry, have not been profited by those who have been occupied by them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside of the camp. Therefore... Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable to you, for you, sorry. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen to that. All right, so the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and or to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. Thank you. So verse 7 and verse 17 
just stood out to me as being akin to one another. Mm-hmm. So God has set up um, what we would call today the fivefold ministry, and He's given instructions to um, and a command to those that He would want to shepherd or evangelize or um, teach or correct, you know, things of that nature. And what He was saying to them was to not make it challenging for the person that God is going to hold accountable concerning you to do their job. Um, it's not that they are rulers in the sense of they can control you. They have the right to exercise dominion over what happens in your household um, or usurping the the authority that the father has given the husband. And for, for example, over the wife or the, the mother, the father and mother concerning their children, the pastor doesn't have a right to control that, but he is accountable for how he teaches, how he shepherds the flock that's assigned to his care, whether they're all in one collective group or they're spread out all over the world. But whatever God is asking those people to do in your, your particular life, spiritual parents, spiritual mother and father, as well as natural mother and father, because there can be a both in one mm-hmm. in people's lives. Don't make it hard for them to do their job and don't make it a challenge for them to stand before God because you made it a complicated issue. It doesn't mean that anyone is excused. We all have a choice about what we do, but wouldn't we all like to have someone cooperate who we're responsible for and see the big picture and make it a sweet and pleasant experience to shepherd or to guide, to parent um, the children or whatnot that to be a sweet experience versus something that is sorrowful or hard or um, tedious. And the fact that it wears the people, the the one who is sent to rule over, um, making it something that's bitter for them as opposed to being sweet. I think that's very astounding in the sense that oftentimes we think of how does something affect me? not necessarily what we're doing to affect others. And um, speaking from the parental standpoint, which is this is a reflection of the parental standpoint, um, even if it's in church leadership or like the ministry leadership Mm -hmm. or things like that, it's still a parental or an authority kind of um, standpoint. And most of the time we look from the perspective that we're in, um, from the child's perspective, it's rare that children consider, what's the cost of this to my parents? You know, um, my mom and dad, in order for me to have this experience, they had to work overtime or they don't get to sleep as much or they're not getting to eat as frequently as they need to or having rest for themselves because not only do I ask for a lot, but I'm making it complicated. I'm sneaking out, I'm running away, I'm stealing money or whatever it is. We don't often think how what we do affects those who are in charge over us. Mm-hmm. And that can lend itself to grief, grief on the part of the one that God has charged to give that care, to be in that authority position. And, you know, we should consider all of it because one day you will be the one that's in authority, right? One day you will be promoted and no longer be the one under authority, but you will be in authority or you may be occupying both spaces at the same time. And, you know, just looking outside at a, at a different perspective can certainly be helpful. And then we read at the beginning of chapter 13 about letting brotherly love continue. When we put off all these authorities and we stand before our creator, we will be brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. How do you know this? If you have the same father, what are you? Siblings. Siblings. There you have it. You're not 
you can't have the same father, but your mother and son or son and daughter, I mean, father, daughter. No, no, no. If you have the same father, that means your siblings and you may be an older sibling within the household of the kingdom of God, but a sibling nonetheless, or you may be a younger sibling, but a sibling nonetheless. So just understanding that that brotherly love covers and it relates to everything and, and it's akin to, and the Lord said, love your neighbor as yourself those go together. So just taking that opportunity to um, think about, Lord, I don't want it to be a challenge. Like if they fall into sin, because I put the stumbling block before them of disrespect, I'm going to be accountable for that. But I wouldn't want to see someone be judged harshly on my account, because I made this more of a challenge. And again, everybody has control over what they do with themselves, but it doesn't have to be a struggle every day for them just to do what God asked them to do concerning you. We absolutely have, um, we have full control over ourselves. And so for example, my husband should be able to be my husband without grief and despair and trouble and without falling into sin repeatedly because I entice him or I provoke him. He should be able just to walk and just deal with the basic things that God is requiring of him, not anything I've added to make his life more complicated. And likewise, I shouldn't be making it difficult for you. Not that I do, but you know, just no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the grand scale, all right, we should be always putting others before ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus say? He who desires to be a ruler among you, right, or great mm-hmm. among you, must be a servant to all. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I always have to take on other people's perspectives and how they might interpret it, or and and I do that by seeking the Lord first. But we all should be doing that putting others before ourselves. Amen. And the end of verse 17 says, um, I should just read the whole thing. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you. So if you are being grievous to the person that God has asked to have authority over you and charge over you in a particular way, you don't get the fullness of what they're supposed to provide because they're busy putting their time towards just getting you to listen as opposed to actually pouring in anything meaningful. They're wasting their time keeping you from jumping off the cliff or jumping off the bridge or ruining your life. Or the furniture or running on the walls or the ceiling or whatever it is. Or or whatever it is. But usually in this kind of case, and he's talking about watching out for your soul. So obviously there's something Mm -hmm. of peril that's of detriment to that person. They're too busy trying to keep you in the basic things that they don't have time to get into the deeper things. So for example, um, in a, in a household, if we're just wasting our time getting you not to run away or getting you not to steal, we don't have time to get in learning how to cook and learning how to raise you up to be full fledged adults. We're just doing the basic things to keep you alive. Well, there's a whole lot more to life other than that. And when it comes to our relationship with the Lord, there's a whole lot more than salvation and repentance from sin. Like Amen. there's so much more. You can't get into the the miracles. You can't get into the full on relationship, the loving, compassionate relationship with God, where there's intimacy and restoration and wholeness found in him. The, not to mention you can't get into raising that person up to become a father or mother in the faith so that they are able to reproduce after God's kind and bring people into fellowship with the Lord. They're still at a baby phase and being, you know, taught and retaught over and over and again, don't sin, don't sin against the Lord. And if you did sin, repent, hurry up and repent, you know, like that's 
there's a place for that, but we should be able to move beyond that. And the people that are looking out for our souls should at least have the pleasure of doing their job in peace, but also mm-hmm. seeing you grow up and finishing that journey with you. And, and it's to your better with you for what the Lord has done in your Amen. life. Amen. And, and you and how get, you're functioning. Absolutely. And then you can get all that God wanted you to receive from that person being a part of your life. Absolutely. And then the reverse is also true because of, well, and, and to use the example that you were giving there, honey, honey, I know we've talked about this multiple times, but if the one left in charge, the sibling left in charge while the, if you will, the parents are away, mm-hmm. right? Now we already know our heavenly father mm-hmm. never leaves us or forsakes us, mm-hmm. right? But if they don't adhere to the standard set by the parents, the rulers, the mm-hmm. owners, the masters of the house, then they are held accountable. Mm-hmm. But then also, as you were saying, likewise, so is the the younger child, mm-hmm. the one that refused to be or just chose to be in opposition to everything mm-hmm. that that sibling left in charge or in a, put in authority over the rest was trying to manage. Mm-hmm. They are held to task or accountable when the parents return. Amen. So Amen. just... It's food for thought, you know, something for us to meditate on before the Lord mm-hmm. on what role are we in and are we making it easier for easy for our siblings, our brothers and sisters in Christ to come in, to enter in and just get all that they need from the Lord or are we making it difficult? Amen. Amen. From both perspectives, whether it's in leadership or, and I'll say as a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Something that the Lord was showing me, a slightly different um, vein of thought, talking about uh, verse 13. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Amen. I'll just keep reading. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Going to the point that you were making mommy and dad about either you fulfilling the role of the older sister the older sibling or the younger sibling and your accountability to the lord we read in i believe it was chapter 10 of hebrews where it was talking about moses when he became of age he refused to be called the daughter of pharaoh choosing rather to suffer or bear the reproach of christ than to enjoy the plastic passing pleasures of sin and that was 11 oh thank you Mm -hmm. chapter 11 then there you go Mm -hmm. um when you are whether you're the older sibling or the younger sibling or maybe the sibling in the middle you have an older sibling but you still have siblings underneath you the choice that you make is very important it isn't solely about doing the right in this one moment because we live beyond just the one moment there's there are um days to come there are moments after that so as we're living our life we should be seeking the lord concerning the future however long or whatever it looks like to the lord not merely going okay i'm not going to do this one sin I'm not going to do this one thing because mom and dad aren't home, but coming from the heart, as you said, mommy, of helping and being a support to the family structure, not a stumbling block and not causing trouble to or setting a poor example for your younger siblings or your older sibling. It's 
it's absolutely possible to do that. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in charge or not, you're always setting an example. You're always building a reputation, whether that's one of wickedness or one of righteousness. So as mm-hmm. you're going, be aware. There are people watching, even when it looks like nobody's physical eyes are on you. The Lord is always watching and he always sees what you do in secret and he sees what you do in, in the open. So as you're walking be mindful of that, not in, I'm just going to try to hide my sin because you can't, but understanding that the Lord is watching you. He wants to see what you're going to do and he wants you to choose him. So go ahead and choose him and continue with that choice and maintain that standard of righteousness. Mommy, you tell us all the time, it doesn't matter how you start, it matters how you finish. You could start off great, but if unless you finish the race, then I'm paraphrasing it, putting in Layla language, you're a loser. Because you lost yeah, the I race. I certainly didn't say that, but you do lose the race. If you don't mm-hmm. finish, you quit halfway down the track or you stop running your hardest, you're going to lose. And it's failure that you have to live with. Automatically, even, even you know, the you know the world says that uh, if you're not the winner, that automatically makes the person a loser. That's just how mm-hmm. it is. So the Lord isn't calling you a loser, but if you choose to quit, then you put yourself in a losing position and that's nobody's fault, but yours. It's not my fault that I got poor grades because I didn't study. It isn't promises fault that I suffered those consequences. It's because I chose not to continue in the path of the Lord. I chose not to do my best or to put in my best effort, which is also what's being um, said here. Continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, a, a, a worthy, worthwhile sacrifice our reasonable duty of worship and you would see a a whole different side of the lord and you'll be able to experience his blessing and his love for you in another kind of way it doesn't have to be passive or you know the general good that everybody receives it rains on the just and the unjust alike but you can get those benefits that are only reserved for his sons and daughters only reserved for those who will go after the go after the lord with their full heart their eyes wide open uh all their energy all their focus and determination is just pursuing him and his word not his blessings but just the relationship with him that opens a whole nother side of the lord that many people unfortunately don't get to experience because they're unwilling to cross that threshold they're unwilling to keep going mm-hmm. and you know for most people, they're unwilling to commit to a lifestyle of righteousness. They keep leaving a back door, a, a booby trap, a secret escape hatch, so they can get back to sin as fast as they can the moment that no one's looking, the moment that the spotlight's not on them. And that's that's one of the things that makes it hard for the older siblings to deal with the younger siblings. And like you said, even if you are a younger sibling, your righteous behavior and righteous actions can help keep the older siblings on track. It can help encourage them and inspire them. Like, wow, I'm supposed to be over them and they're living more righteously than I am. Maybe I should pursue God harder and I should deepen my walk with him and my relationship, not from a standpoint of keeping laws and rules, which is he references here in this section about um, eating the foods, not trying to hold on it to it with my thought and approach to righteousness, but actually let me delve in with my whole heart and entire entirety of my being to love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and love my neighbor as myself. And if I love my God, I won't do anything to hurt him because love causes no harm. It does no harm to a neighbor, right? Yes, mommy. And yes. all the law and the prophet is summarized in this, right? Yes, mommy. And those two commandments. So the, 
the factor of seeing outside of just your momentary perspective, looking at big pictures, looking at how what you do affects others and whether or not it brings additional accountability to them or suffering to them. We should consider that not just go, well, you're here to help me. So I'm going to wipe my feet off on you. That's the help you're supposed to provide. No, God gave them a role in an assignment and he had a full on plan of what and how that they are supposed to help you according to his plan, not according to someone's mistreatment. Yes, mommy. Amen. There's a lot in there. So why don't we pause there for today? And with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be an example, Lord, to share your light and your love with others around us, Lord. We ask that you will help us, Lord, that you'll forgive us if we have committed any sins, Lord, if we've set a bad example or caused a little one to stumble, Lord. We ask that you'll restore us, Lord. We repent and we thank you for your grace and your mercy that covers us, Lord. And we ask you to reveal to us your plan, how you want us to go about training those under us, Lord, and training ourselves, Lord, so that we're pleasing in your sight and we're able to do everything you asked us to do lord we thank you for this time that we've had in the word together lord this fellowship that we've had and that we thank you for ministering to our needs lord and filling us up and we ask that you will continue to guide us lord and we thank you for it in jesus name amen in jesus almighty name amen and amen oh we love you god bless you have a wonderful day want to know more about a day of prayer Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.